Welcome to the Waves Ministry Podcast. My name is Caroline Hare, and I'm the founder of Waves Girls Conference. We have girls conferences for girls ages 12 to 22 in the States as well as internationally. Our mission and vision is to encourage and equip young women to start making waves for Christ in their homes, community, and in the world. We hope that through this podcast that we can bring messages and words of life, wisdom, and hope through the Word of God, life issues, and help girls know their true identity and calling. Okay, as you guys have made your way back to your seats, I want to tell you guys that I have the pleasure of introducing my best friend. And none of Waves would be possible without her because she was obedient to the Father. He said, I want you to do a girls' conference, and she didn't give up until she got it. And that's what perseverance does. That's what happens when you follow him, when you constantly pray, when you constantly seek the Father, is that he will move on your behalf. Um, Tonight, she's going to speak to you on breaking points. And I know that this has been something that has been stirring up inside of her for a long time. She has not been able to wait to just talk to you guys and to preach the word of the Father to you. Um, And she is probably one of just the most amazing people I know. And I don't know if you guys know this, but she just got done writing her first book. Yeah. And now all she has to do is get it published. And she's about to. But I want all of you to repeat after me. Caroline, publish your book because we need it. All right. Well, I just want to bring Caroline out here. And if you all will just stretch your hands to her, and we're just going to pray over her real quick. I'll let you get your stuff down. Father, Lord, we thank you for this mighty woman of God. Lord, we thank you for her obedience to you, Father. Lord, we ask that you would just speak through her tonight, God. Lord, that, that you have made her your vessel, and she has said yes to you. So, Father, I, I thank you that the words that come out of her tonight, God, Lord, that they're the exact words that you want your daughters to hear. So, Lord, we thank you, and we give this time over to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, girls, I am so excited to share with you tonight. Um, I'll be completely honest. This message has been burning on the inside of my heart truly since November 26th of 2018. Um, I was, I don't even remember where I was, but I know that on that specific date, I was somewhere where all I had was my phone and the notes app and my phone to write down something I felt that the Lord had really placed on my heart. And I'll be honest, this message has come together a little bit at a time. Every couple months, I felt like the Lord would just drop a nugget to me of wisdom for you on this topic called breaking points. And and so I just want you to know that there's multiple reasons why I think that happened. One, I don't think it's because I'm necessarily slow, but I do think that I'm kind of like a good steak. I like to marinate on things. I like to process. I like to pray through things and work through it. The second reason is because I really think that the reason is our scripture, our main theme scripture for this year comes out of 2 Corinthians 3 that talks about being transformed 
into the very image of God. And so I think God was doing a transforming work as he spoke bits and pieces of this to me. So he'd speak a little bit and I'd marinate on it and he'd transform me personally. And then he'd speak another little bit of it and then we'd work on it together. And and so it was a process and that's what transformation is. Um, And then the other piece... I think is the reasoning because it was so important to the heart of God for you girls to hear it. That it's not just some manufactured sermon that I've given 15 times at other churches or other places or to my youth group and I want to go repeat it to you again. It's because it was a custom-made, tailored message for you. And so I believe that God has breathed on this and he's going to breathe on you tonight. Not in a creepy way, though. You know, the term breaking points, when it comes to waves, the part of a breaking point in a wave is the white part of the wave that everyone sees. It's the part where there's a part of the water that is still, and suddenly this other part of the water overtakes it, and it creates that white cap that you want to get a picture of when you go to the beach. And so a wave, a breaking point, kind of looks like this slide that we have. It's that part of the wave that it's like, oh, that's the perfect shot, right? And I don't know about you, but breaking points in life can sometimes feel a little bit overwhelming. We've all had breaking points. It's the time that if you're in the water and that part of the wave hits you, everything changes. If you got into the water and you were only up to here and your hair wasn't wet, suddenly your hair is wet. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so I know for myself, when I've had breaking points in my faith or breaking points in my life, it means that everything changes. And I will just be completely honest with you. In the last 12 months, I have experienced a whole lot of change personally. And I know that breaking points are not always good. I know that when I was in first grade, I don't even know if my mom knows this story and she's here. But I was in first grade, and I was on the playground, and I don't remember what happened, but I know I was playing. I felt like I was minding my own business. Who knows? Maybe I looked at somebody funny. Maybe I laughed at an inappropriate time. I don't know what happened, but there was this little boy named Alan, and he was just a turd, if you will. He was the kid that, like, in first grade ate the glue. He was the kid that would take the glue and put it all over his hand and then let it dry, and the teacher would walk over and go, what did you do? And he'd be like, I'm going to put glue on the walls. He was that kid. And um, I just remember he came up to me on the playground, and out of nowhere, I don't think I did anything to him, he just sucker punched me right in the gut. And I will just, I remember the breath being knocked out of me and going, (gasps) and if you've ever experienced a sucker punch like that, the surprise of the sucker punch is almost as bad as the actual punch itself because you're just in complete and total shock. (laughs) And it kind of reminds me of these breaking points because if you're in the water and you get hit with that water, it's like, oh, explosive, explosive splash in your face, and suddenly things are different. I know for me, it reminds me of trauma. The word trauma basically means a shockingly disturbing experience. If you have, if you look at your table, there are little note cards if you want to take notes. 
But I think of breaking points being a trauma. It's a shockingly disturbing experience. Now, for you, your trauma may look different than mine. Some of my personal trauma that I've experienced, I know when I was five, my parents divorced. That was traumatic. I know that there's been lots of things in my life that have been traumatic. It could be for you that you've had a breaking point of trauma where there was a shockingly disturbing experience. Maybe somebody that you trusted suddenly disappointed you. Maybe for you, it was that you felt left out. You got on social media on a Friday night and you found out all your friends were having a party and you weren't invited. Maybe for you, it's that you suddenly didn't make the team. And that was disturbing to you because you'd worked out really hard, you'd tried really hard, you thought you were a shoe-in. Maybe for you, your trauma or your disturbance is that you thought you had a boyfriend and then you found out on Snapchat he was with another girl. Oh, am I getting in somebody's business? Maybe for you, you've experienced heartbreak. Maybe there's a parent that you've desired that would call you, check on you, and they won't return your phone calls. Or they've walked out. Maybe it's that there's been a sudden death in your family. Maybe it's that you've had a sudden shocking experience that someone in your family is ill. Those are breaking points. Those are times where you have a shocking, disturbing experience. And the surprise of it is truly just as bad as the actual experience. Maybe it's that you failed a test that you thought that you were going to be fine on. And suddenly, that was the one test that was going to pull that grade up, and now you're like, man, I might have to repeat a grade. Maybe it's that you realize that you have acne, and there's nothing you can do about it. I remember one time I had acne so bad, I told my mom that I was going to put a paper bag over my head and go to school like that. I really did. I cried the whole way to school. There was no amount of makeup that could have covered it up. You know, to us, whenever we are experiencing a breaking point, it feels kind of like this picture of this, this child. Look at this. Like, that's what it feels like, right? Like, when life is crashing around you, you're like, oh, no, like, this isn't good. <laughs> I'm about to get real wet, and nothing's going to look the same. There's no way for me to piece this together and go, like, I'm good. Really? I'm fine. <laughs> that was totally supposed to happen. No. In breaking points, that is what it feels like. But from God's perspective, this is what a breaking point looks like. He sees a breaking point completely different than we do. Breaking points to God look beautiful. Because from a bird's eye view, a breaking point looks like breakthrough. Breaking points from a bird's eye view look like breakthrough to God. He says, man, oh, I got something I can work with. When they've got it all together, I can't work with that. <laughs> I mean, maybe I can. But when they're falling apart, oh, they need me. My glory can be seen. You know, number one, just breaking points look like breakthrough to God. 
If there's nothing you hear out of this message, hear that. You know, there's a guy in the Bible that I love, and his name is Moses. Moses was a man who led his people out of Egypt. They had been slaves. He got them out of Egypt. He led them through. They got to this giant sea. God spoke and moved, and the sea split before them. They walked through the sea on dry land, and then, as if that wasn't a good enough miracle, they turned around, and the waters crashed down on the enemies that were chasing them. Boom. They get to the other side, and they're wandering in the wilderness, and God is so good in his goodness that he would send a pillar of cloud to show them where to go. Listen, I would love just a little, like, hazy thing where God would just say, Caroline, go this direction, right? Caroline, do this. Caroline, don't hang out with those people. Yeah, I mean, how awesome would that be? That is what God was doing for these people. And so Moses, being who he was, he oftentimes would spend time with these people and they would complain. They would forget all of the miracles that God had done. Moses actually set up a tent and went and met with God. Moses took the time in Exodus 33. You know, he takes his time and he goes and he meets with God and he, while he's doing that, when he comes out of that tent, he finds out that the people have made golden calves to worship. Like little objects, man-made objects. And they were bowing down and worshiping these objects. Now I'm just going to tell you, if, as a leader, if I came out of meeting with God, and I saw that all the people that had seen all these miracles suddenly were bowing down to an object they had made. Like, oh, let's bow down to Caroline's watch. Oh, how awesome. Let's just bow to that. You are our God. Watch. Thank you. We tell our lives by your time. No. That's what these people were doing. And in Exodus 33, starting in verse 12, it says, then Moses said to the Lord, see, you say to me, bring up these people. He's like, listen, God, you told me to bring these people, but you have to let me know whom you're going to send with me. Yet you've said, I know you by name, and you have also found grace in my sight. So Moses is saying, hey, listen, God, you said for me to like, take these people to the promised land, but who's going with me? They're all worshiping golden calves over there. Do you not see what you've given me to work with? This is a breaking point for him. It would be for me too. And the thing is, is with Moses, he sees this and he says, if you want me to do this, God, in the next verse, it says, now, therefore, I pray, if I've found grace in your sight, show me your way that I may know you and that I may, what's the next verse? Find grace in your sight and consider that this nation is your people. He's like, God, I need confirmation that I'm doing the right thing here. Moses is having a breakdown. He's like, I cannot go forward leading these people if I don't know you're going with me. If I don't know that your presence is with me. 
And God, in his goodness, he says, my presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. Don't you know that when you're going through a breaking point season, you're not resting? Every day feels like a fight. Every day feels like, if I can just make it through this day, if I can just make it through that class, if I can just make it through this weekend visit with my dad, if I can just... And God said, my presence is going to go with you, Moses, and I'm going to give you rest. And then it goes on to say, where Moses, he is really just saying to God, please, just show me your glory. Show me who you are. And so God tucks him away in this cleft of the rock, and he lets his glory pass before him. And this is where it gets a little bit interesting because situations that seem impossible to us, those breaking point moments that seem completely impossible to us are no longer impossible when you have brought it to the miracle maker. Situations that seem impossible are no longer impossible when you introduce them to the miracle maker. One of the things that we have a problem with in our society is that we are afraid to show God our stuff. Instead of doing what Moses did where he pitched a tent and he said, okay, I got a problem with you. You told me to lead these people and these people are acting cray-cray. What we do is when we get a word from God or we have a situation arise in our life that looks like a breaking point, we fold our arms and we say, I'm not talking to you. I'm mad at you. God can work with us if our ears are open to him. He can always work with us. But think how much better when our ears are open and we're positioned in a place of listening. In Psalm 51, it talks about the fact that we should have, it says, purge me, that I should be clean. Wash me, that I should be whiter than snow. It's talking about having a broken and contrite heart. Having a heart that is broken before God. It says, listen, get rid of any part of me that should not be there anymore. Pride says, I have this. Surrender says, God has me. And there's a big difference. Moses did not walk in pride. He went to God and he says, I surrender it all to you. I'm going to tattle on your people. I'm going to tell you what I'm worried about. And I need you to tell me you're with me. He surrendered it all. You know, oftentimes, whenever we're going through a breaking point, it's like God just shining a light on a mirror. Our breaking points expose us, and we don't like it. But as he's exposing things inside of us, inside of others, how we react to situations, that's when the change happens. That's when the breakthrough comes. It starts to expose different things. You know, number two, breaking points provide breakthrough to your shore of destiny. 
breaking points provide breakthrough to your shore of destiny. You know, those breaking points for Moses led him to a place where he could receive instruction. You know, for Moses, at this point, God was able to give Moses instructions on what to do next. At this point is whenever Moses gets the Ten Commandments. And he says, here are your marching orders. He says, here is what I want you to go forward with and carry out. You are not able to step into what God has called you to if you don't take your problems to the Lord and let him then carry you to your next step. You know, Moses in Exodus 34, it says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Write these words, for according to the tenor of these words, I have made a covenant. You know, covenant relationships are between two people and the Lord, or between him and God. It's something that says, I'm not turning back from this. It's a forever agreement. And then it goes on to say, so he was there with the Lord 40 days and 40 nights, and he neither ate nor drank water, and he wrote on tablets the words of the covenant of the Ten Commandments. Y'all, he had God's undivided attention for 40 days and 40 nights. His breaking point, let, it wasn't like God just gave him one answer. It was that God said, oh no, like pull up a seat. I'll have some things to share with you. I'm going to be intimate face to face with you for 40 days and 40 nights. You're going to get this in your heart and in your body and in your bones and in your mind. God didn't just give him a couple instructions. His breaking point led to his instructions that would bring those people to their shore of destiny. You know, the instructions that you get in your season of brokenness, it's where you say, I'm going to surrender my plan, my cause, my ideas, my explanations on why it's happening and I'm going to say yes. I'm going to allow God to say his plans, his expectations of what's going on in your life and the people in your life, his thoughts and his grace to cover whatever it is. When you surrender those things, then his grace and his stuff can fill in. God is able to adjust the direction you see, whenever God shines a light on something, when there's a breaking point, suddenly he can cause movement. You see, in the same way I'm shining this in your faces, a breaking point for you, when God shines something on you and you're going, oh, I'm being crushed right now. I'm just in the middle of being crushed. That is when he can change your direction. He's like, oh, I'm going to shine on you, and now you've got a course direction. God said, okay, Moses, so you're at a breaking point. Your people aren't listening to you. I've made that apparent. I'm going to speak to you. Now here's the way you need to go. 
You know, number three, breaking points provide physical transformation. You know, with Moses, when he came down from that mountain, y'all, this is hilarious to me. It says in verse 29, now it was so when Moses came down from Mount Sinai, it says, and the two tablets of the testimony were in Moses' hand when he came down from the mountain, that Moses did not know that his skin of his face shone while he was talking. In the next verse, it says, so when Aaron and all of the children of Israel saw Moses, behold, the skin of his face shone, and they were afraid to come near him. They were afraid to come near him. He came down from the mountain. He'd been with God for 40 days. Y'all, if I had been on a mountain with God for 40 days and I came home, everybody would be knowing that I had been with God. It would be like the best facial I had ever had. And it goes on to say in the next verse, it says, Then Moses called to them, and Aaron and all the rulers of the congregation returned to him, and Moses talked with them. And then afterward, all the children of Israel came near, and he gave them the commandments and all that the Lord had spoken to him. He, he just is saying, listen, I've got to tell you everything God told me. I can't wait to share this with you. And then in the next verse, it says, and when Moses had finished speaking with them, he put a veil on his face. But whenever Moses went in before the Lord to speak with him, he would take the veil off until he came out. And then when he would come out to speak to the children of Israel, whatever he had commanded. And whenever the children of Israel saw the face of Moses, that the skin of Moses' face shone, then Moses would put the veil back on his face again. So he was playing peekaboo behind this veil. Moses would go up to the mountain and he'd see God and he'd be like, okay, God, I can be myself. And then he'd come down off the mountain and he'd be like, I'm going to freak these people out. I'm so shiny. Let me put my veil on. And then he'd go back up to the mountain, he'd talk to God and he'd see him face to face and he'd pull that veil up. And, And I think what happens is it's kind of like this. In those breaking points, not only does God shine a light on what's going on, he changes your course direction, but then he causes the light to shine. He says, listen, I'm going to light you up. You are going to be forever changed. My glory is going to shine so off of you that it is going to cause other people to wonder who you've been talking to. What has happened to you? You look different when you've experienced a breaking point. And God has moved. You know, in 2 Corinthians 3, it talks about the covenant that God made with Moses. And it says that it was so glorious that he had this covenant and that he had these instructions. But can you imagine how much even more glorious it is because of the Spirit of God that we have? that we have the gift of the Holy Spirit. In verse 12, it says, Therefore, since we have such hope, we use great boldness of speech. Unlike Moses, who put a veil over his face so that the children of Israel could not steadily look steadily at the end of what was passing away. You know, in, 
in 2 Corinthians 3, verse 14, it says, but their minds were blinded. In the next verse, it says, nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. And it goes on and says, now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit is with the Lord, there is liberty, there is freedom. It says, but we all with unveiled face, beholding as in the mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as the Spirit of the Lord. You see, I know that when Moses looked in the mirror, he looked different. Not only to himself, but to others. And I know that the transformation happens a little bit at a time. And those moments of breaking that we go through is where the breakthrough truly does happen. So instead of trying to hide it, trying to conceal it, we have to move from being free enough to say, okay, God, I'm going to show you what you need to see. And we go from one glory to the next glory. You know, when we think of the word glory, oftentimes we think of fame and adoration and being in the newspapers, being in, on TV, being one of the Instagram people. We think of that type of glory. The type of glory I'm talking about is the magnificent beauty of God that transforms, that it shines so on us that it reflects off of us. You know, as we peer at God and we look face to face with him, we become more like him. Whatever you set your mind and your eyes on is what you go towards and you act towards and you think like and you talk like. So whenever you're facing God and you're looking at him, suddenly your very image starts to change and you start to respond differently. Maybe how you would have responded, you don't respond that way anymore because you've been gazing at the Father. You respond with a more fathering or mothering heart. There's more grace about you. Maybe that it's as you look at the Father, there's a sense of justice that rises up in you and you're able to speak truth and love. Maybe for you, it's that you are slowly seeing your life be transformed. But it begins with your breaking. When you break before him, he can put it back together much better than we can. You know, I'm going to call the band out. It gets to the point that when we look in the mirror, we don't see the same thing. We want to see his glory. We want to see his presence. And I know in January, our team got together, and we were doing a little planning for this year. And Christy is really great at picking out, like, intercession playlists, like different songs to listen to while you pray, while you journal. And um, there was this song that she played. And while it was playing, I just remember I started just weeping. I told somebody before the service, when this song is played, I get like the ugly cry. 
like the ugly, like, where your face is all contorted. But it's because I feel like God is moving in this song. He's changing us. He's transforming us. And so tonight, I want you just to listen to this song for a minute. I want you to let the words just overflow, come over you. We're going to have the words on the screen. If you need to, I don't know, write something down, pray, examine your heart and ask the Lord, God, what is my breaking point? What is the thing that I've been crossing my arms and I haven't wanted to give to you? What is the thing that you need to transform, that you need to shine a light on and press me in a new direction in how I think about that? What is the thing that you're wanting to take the ashes and turn into something that shines for you? Let these words flow over you and in you. Thank you for listening to the Waves Ministry Podcast. For more information about our ministry, check out our website, wavesgirlsconference.com, and our social media at Waves Girls Conference. Today, we hope you start making waves in your home, community, and world.